Let us stand and pray. Oh, gracious Father, we owe so much to so many. And we come this morning, Father, knowing that we owe everything to you. You were before the beginning, and you had us in your mind's eye. Father, you called us into existence. You created us in your image. And though that image has been defiled by sin, Father, you still have loved us enough to die for us. You've loved us enough, Father, to each and every day watch over us. And we thank you, Father, for those who have taken it upon themselves to watch over us in this country and our freedoms and to protect the freedoms of people everywhere and who sacrifice every day for our sakes. May we never take it for granted. Father, we thank you for the veterans that are here today. We thank you that they, uh, they have served in a way that honored this nation and honored you. Father, as we come this morning and remember all creation around us comes from you, every single atom in our bodies on this planet, in this universe, Father, was called into existence by you. Father, we, we bow before you in humble adoration, but also with the joy filling our hearts. We adore you, O Lord, and it's in your Son's name that we pray. And amen. Okay, today I'm reading... Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31, and what I have printed in very large print is the New International Version. You can see it in the Pew Bible, page 1, wow, okay. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all of the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning. The sixth day. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Doug. And uh, Emmett is having a good time over here. Uh, And uh, in some ways, his enjoyment of that piece of paper just reminded me of one of the things I wanted to remind you about today was the uh, ability to take joy in the creation around us, to see something and to pause and to remember how that was made, who made it, and the fact that everything we have is a gift to us. So uh, even that little piece of paper for Emmett was a source of, of joy. 
Uh, I did want to mention a, a couple of things. First of all, if you are a veteran here today with us, would you stand for a moment? Any vets? Okay. Okay. We have uh, six or seven, and we have, yes, okay. So we have about eight veterans here this morning, and we are, we are so thankful. Remain, remain standing. Okay. I wanted you to remain standing during the applause, but that's okay. You can sit down there. And thank you. Thank you so much. You, t- you take orders well. Okay. And also, I, I failed to mention in the announcements, uh, some of you are going, well, when are we going to get that uh, new projector? So uh, uh, it, it looks like now, if you're looking up there, you know, the eye doctor would say, uh, so tell me, what do you see on your right and your left? And, you, and your left would have some problems. But we, it is being installed tomorrow. So we will have uh, matching projectors in terms of the power and brightness uh, as of next week. I have been thinking about creation all week. I don't know if you're someone who uh, uh, appreciates creation, appreciates nature, which, by the way, uh, when we define nature, I think sometimes we narrow it down, uh, especially in a world dominated by politics. We seem to see nature as a political football that uh, gets passed around, and some people are like, well, you know, nature is here for us you know, to take advantage of. God's provided for us so we can have food and everything that we need. And other people say, well, we need to protect nature, though. We need to be uh, uh, good stewards of it. Uh, God said that that we were to have oversight of of nature. It was our responsibility. So I'm going to talk about about that some this morning. But um, uh, when I'm talking about nature this morning or creation, I'm talking about every physical thing that was ever created by God. So this goes way out into the cosmos. This includes the whole universe right down to your thumbnails. So uh, that, is, uh, that is the definition of nature or creation here this morning. God, uh, it's very clear in Scripture, created everything. And in that first chapter that Doug just uh, read from, where he read specifically the creation of you and me, where God says, let us make man in our own image, is an interesting thing there because uh, when we hear us, God is referring to himself in the plural, uh, as in God Father, uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And some of the scriptures I'll be reading this morning, a few of those will refer to the fact that Jesus Christ was from the beginning. In fact, he preceded the beginning. He was there at the creation of the earth. Nothing was created that was not created through him and by him. And so uh, I think that's something that we sometimes forget. When we think about Jesus, we tend to focus on the Jesus who, who's walking uh, down the roads of, of, of Galilee, the Jesus who is, is preaching, the Jesus who is healing, the Jesus who is on the cross, and we forget that, that, that greater sense of who Jesus was, the very Son of God uh, uh, in the Trinity and in the beginning, uh, creating you and me and, uh, and, and being uh, fully involved in that process and still involved in that process. Uh, I was uh, thinking this week, too, this is a pillow we have in our, in our rec room, and uh, this pillow was created by my mom. Now, if you knew my mom, she was not a patient person, so for her to do this, and I confirmed with Lydia this morning, this is cross-stitch. Not needlepoint, not crocheting. I know crocheting wouldn't be, but you know, this is cross stitch. I always have a hard time distinguishing. To me, it's just a needle going into fabric with something trailing it. But, um, but my mom made this. And, and so to me, I, I think if this went into a thrift store, 
or a yard sale, we might get 50 cents or a dollar for it. Uh, it was the first thing she ever did, so I'm sure somebody could look and say, well, the quality's not that good or whatever. But what I see is sitting in our rec room in our house, and my mom working on this night after night, something that just seemed odd for my mom to be doing, because again, this was not the sort of thing that she did, but she was determined she was going to finish this thing. As we watched the wonderful world of Disney and the FBI and all those other programs. And so, uh, for me, there's no price that you can put on this. The value of this is, is just something I'm not even going to think about. It's invaluable. It's, it's, uh, it's beyond any, anything you could give me for it. And so when I, I read in the scriptures this, that uh, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Who is the word of God? Jesus Christ. Tells us that in John 1, which we'll read in a second. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Colossians 1.16, For by him, Jesus Christ, all things were created, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And then in Revelation 4.11, it says, Worthy are you, o our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And then finally, John 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Now, that, that's really clear. I don't think we're going to argue much about, about these uh, scriptures. I was, uh, saw a little video the other day of a conference uh, of the United Methodist Church up in New Jersey. They had a special conference, and apparently they had passed a rule that said that in your discussions of things, you could, you could reference anything except the Bible because we all interpret the Bible differently and we don't want to have any arguments, so please don't reference the Bible in our discussions. That kind of got viral out on the Internet a little bit, and obviously not something I would agree with. But, uh, uh, but when we go to the scriptures on the place of Jesus in creation, the scriptures are very firm. I don't think anybody could disagree with how clear this is that Jesus Christ is the source of everything. And so when we come to see Jesus as Lord and Master and Savior, when we come to see him as that one who exists in us, we do not exist as Christians without Jesus Christ. His spirit is within us. That it becomes a little bit of an odd thing to stop and think about it, how cavalierly we treat this world. How negligent we are. I don't know, when, when I was a kid, we threw stuff out the windows of cars. Everybody was throwing stuff out the windows of cars because the ditch was the collection place for trash, right? We didn't have trash bags in the car. The trash went out of the car. And people, you know, if you were in construction or whatever and you had construction materials that needed to be trashed, we didn't have a county dump. It all went down to some little country spur off of the main road, and you just went to the end of that road and you dumped your stuff. Uh, we lived on a farm in Spotsylvania, and at some point they moved Snell's Bridge back in the, uh, uh, I think it was back in the 50s, they moved it a little bit downstream over the Po River from where it had been. And where it had been, if you went over onto that side of the road and, and, and followed the line that would have gone down to the old bridge, and you stuck a stick into the ground, you would hit all kinds of old, corroded trash. Tin cans rusted out and everything. Because what did people do? Once the road was moved over here, 
that old road still existed, and that's where they dumped their trash. And so it may sound a little bit odd today to say, you know, to people's ears, especially younger generation, that, well, we need to not throw trash out onto the ground. We need not to trash the earth, because most people understand that. Although a guy down in Stanton yesterday, uh, or uh, the day before yesterday, I was driving down there, and as he was crossing the street, he just threw his trash down in the street. Got me really upset. Now, we're not, you know, 50 years ago, it wouldn't have upset anybody, but it gets us upset now because we saw the Indian with the tear coming down. Remember that commercial? <laughs> I think that hit everybody. Yeah, it is. We shouldn't be doing this. So we've got this way that we treat the world, and like I say, sometimes it becomes this political football, but I'm not talking politics this morning. I'm talking about what the scriptures tell us. If, like that pillow made by my mom, is that valuable to me, then shouldn't everything that's been made made by Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, who died for our souls, shouldn't, shouldn't it also be valuable to us? Shouldn't it mean something to us? Shouldn't we at least sometimes thank God for us, for it and go out and thank God for that morning sun that's blinding us as we're driving down the road, but still thank Him for it because without it, we wouldn't exist. Everything we have has come through Jesus Christ. You know, there, uh, it's an interesting thing I've been reading uh, a lot of scientific uh, uh, blogs and different things. I've got this little uh, nature science thing that comes to me. It'll alert me on my phone when they have a new article or something. And these are things not written necessarily by Christians. I mean, there are scientists who are Christians and believers, and there are those who are not. But they're not strictly religious articles. But I am struck how often scientists come up with things that they can't understand. They can't figure out. And yet how sure some people are that God does not exist, even though they haven't figured everything out. And so this week I read an article by someone who is a scientist who has written a book about how scientists need to leave room for God because there's no other way you can look at the universe without acknowledging there must be a creator, a designer, someone behind all this. And this is somebody who doesn't share our Christian faith, but just has come to the realization that it's foolish to look at this universe and to believe that somehow it just all happened by chance. And they've got some really interesting arguments about this. So so we we need to, uh, at some point, acknowledge in humility that we don't know how all this happened. And then what our faith tells us and what Scripture tells us, if we will accept it, is that we can know. That it's through the one who made all things by his word, and by his will, and created us. And the interesting thing is more and more, you would think by now, 2,000 years later, let's say, for instance, that we shared the Chinese belief, the ancient Chinese myths that said that the world was created and placed on the back of a turtle. Okay? Or many of the Greek myths about the universe. Obviously, those have been pretty much left to the side. And yet the scriptures, those scriptures I just read to you, no scientist can deny the possibility that there was a supreme being, there was a, uh, there was a God behind this in the very way that it's described there. Now you say, oh yeah, but they disagree with Genesis. No, many scientists will look at that. They may say it's not literal, they may say, but it, they say it's emblematic of a way that the world uh, could have been made, that creation would have been made in the very order that things are listed. There's a logical order there that this had to exist before this could exist and so forth. You don't make the sun on the seventh day with all the living creatures out here freezing to death. You know, that the order makes sense. 
And so I'm very impressed with the way I keep get, getting my faith reinforced by science. Uh, scientists say they, they know the age of the universe, and yet uh, I was reading an article the other day where there is a star outside of that age range, and they can't figure it out because the Big Bang happened this many years ago, and yet this star is older than the Big Bang, and they can't figure out how that would be. They call the star Methuselah because <laughs> it's so, so old, but they can't figure out how it's there. And so when we come to Scripture, we know how it's there. We know how creation came because God has told us in his word. And I am fascinated by how his word keeps speaking truth to me about creation and how we got here and why we got here and what God is still doing and what God has planned for us in the future. Usually I open up with a joke. Today I'm going to close with a joke. Okay, I'm going to risk that. And so, uh, and, you're, and you notice I'm going to be a little bit briefer today because I was reading an article this week that says your sermon could be better if it was shorter. The article was sent to me by 10 of you this week, and uh, I want to thank you for that. And you, you, may, have heard, you may have heard this, this little story here, but, uh, but I just like it. An atheist was walking through the woods admiring all the, quote, accidents that evolution had created. What majestic trees, what powerful rivers, what beautiful animals, he said to himself. As he was walking alongside the river, he heard a rustling in the bushes behind him, and turning to look, he saw a seven-foot grizzly bear charge towards him. He ran away as fast as he could up the path, and he looked over his shoulder and saw the grizzly was closing in on him. Somehow he ran even faster, so scared that tears came to his eyes. He looked again, and the bear was even closer. His heart was pounding, and he tried to run faster. He tripped and fell to the ground. He rolled over to pick himself up, but the bear was right over him, reaching for him with its left paw and raising its right paw to strike down. And at that instant, the atheist cried out, Oh my God! Time stopped, the bear froze, the forest was silent, even the river stopped running. As a bright light shone upon the man, a voice came out of the sky. You deny my existence for all these years, you teach others that I don't exist, and even credit creation to a cosmic accident. Do you expect me to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count you as a believer now? The atheist looked directly into the light and said, I would feel like a hypocrite to become a Christian after all these years. But perhaps you could make the bear a Christian. <laughs> Very well, said the voice. The light went out, the river ran, the sounds of the forest resumed. Then the bear dropped his right paw, brought both paws together, bowed its head and said, Lord, for this food which I'm about to receive... <laughs> I am truly thankful. Amen. So like the bear, I pray this morning that you are truly thankful for all you have received. Take some time. In fact, we're going to have just a moment of silence here. I'm going to take a minute and just let us sit here and think about everything that we are thankful for. From a, a cross-stitched pillow uh, that reminds me of my mom to that sun out there tonight warming us, uh, hopefully, 
and for everything that God has given us, including this great fellowship. Let's bow our heads in silence and pray. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and you fleshed out the wonder of light. As you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made. Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. God of your promise, you don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. And as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. If it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say, every painted sky a canvas of your grace. If creation still obeys you, so will I. God of creation, God of salvation, you chased down my heart through all my failure and pride, and on a hill you created the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear, where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've done every part designed in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. Father, we thank you, O Lord, for all that we have, all that we are, and all that you have planned for us to be. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And amen. Let us pray. Holy Father, we do thank you for this time of year. Uh, Lord, the beauty of the, the leaves that now is fading, but then, Father, as uh, Christmas comes, a season of light, and, and we rejoice in your Son, Jesus Christ, and the gift that uh, you have given us of salvation. And Father, we pray that in all things we would uh, turn our eyes upon him and remember, Lord, uh, that we are here because you chose us. Because you chose us to live this life, and we pray we will live it in glory to you and in praise always. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray, and amen.